Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Andrew Lonergan and you're listening to the From the Finney podcast. And welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake, me, Dan, me, Pilks. So, in this episode, uh, the three of us, yeah, I say three, it should be four, but someone bailed last minute. We're going to have a look back through the season today and we're going to go over the month of October and how that's been for Alex, Neil, and the boys. So, yeah, enjoy. How are you doing, lads? You good? Yeah, not bad. Not so bad. Not so bad. Good Still good. high after the weekend. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. I mean, it was uh, what a turnaround. I mean, you know, like Dan says, still on cloud nine from that one. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, Pilks, thanks very much for coming on. No, you're welcome. Thanks for having me, Jake. Uh, Cheers. It's been, what, a few months in the making? I know, yeah, we said we were going to get us on for a bit, but yeah, finally keep, got around to it. <laughs> keep running into you in Spa and in the pub. Oh, and... Yeah, never on North End, actually. It's always no, it isn't, is it? places around Preston. But yeah, we're finally here. Um, yeah, so season to date, I mean, obviously it's been pretty good. Can't complain. Um, three months in, we're sat second in the table. Highest... Sorry, leading goal scorers in the league. One of, if not the best home record in the league. Um, and I think if you'd have offered this to any North End fan at the start of the season, pretty much all of them would have snapped your hand off. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I was looking back over our prediction piece the other day just to see what I'd predicted, actually, because I forgot. But uh, and I, don't think, I don't think any of us had um, had us down from anything much more than a mid-table fight. I think, because um, we had Bob from Preston Updates, um, Ollie from Deepdale Digest, and obviously the three of us all did one, didn't we? Yeah. Um, and I think me and Ollie were the two that had us highest. I think I had us eighth and Ollie had us ninth, or the other way around. Mm. But well, did you have any sort of preconceptions coming into the season, Pilks? Or? Well, no, I mean, it's like what Dan said there. I mean... Yeah, we, going into the season with the squad we've got, I mean, you only lost Robinson, didn't you, in the summer? And I mean, bringing uh, Bauer and a few others in, I thought that going into this season we were definitely stronger than the previous season. But yeah, I mean, they've 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 bypassed my expectations so far. I mean, um, you just want to. I don't want to get too carried away. That's what I mean. I don't, that's I don't the get thing, too isn't it? Now, I mean, yeah, we've had a superb start, but the thing that I always look at is if they can get through the festive period, you know, it's December and into the new year, and you're still there, thereabouts, um, that's, you know, that's when I'd start getting a little bit excited. And if the injuries hold off as well, if so far, so good, you know, touch wood, not yeah. any injury this season, um, well, long-term jobs. Um, but yeah, I mean, the new year, 
it's all there, thereabouts, and I'd start to get excited then. Yeah, I think the only long-term injury, and even that, although saying that, he's not back yet, is uh, Tom Clark. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But because he's not first choice at the moment, you've got obviously Bauer um, and Davis there, then we're not missing him as much because Touchwood, like I said, we've not had any injuries where we've, where we've had to call on Tom Clark or Huntington, have we, for that matter? No, and, yeah. and obviously Clark, he was sort of playing playing a mix of like right back and centre back and yeah, they're not really so positions that were short of options, are we? Mm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just I love Tom Clark and I love Huntington, they're both legends, but you know, they're not getting anything younger, are they? Uh, that's people now about their story that they're all ahead of them in the selection, aren't they? So I think they're just gonna play limited games until they eventually move on unfortunately now yeah I think is Clark out of contract in the summer as well yeah I think so is he it's, down yeah it's, 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 it's him and a few others I know uh, Rudd is as well isn't he yeah, yeah well that, that's going to be interesting that Rudd isn't it yeah. in the summer I mean Neil obviously from past experiences at Norwich and stuff where he shifted in there mm. he'll, he's, you know he, he might he might look at shifting Rudd mm. I mean, it's, it's something that Ollie's sort of mentioned quite a bit. I don't know if maybe on the pod or maybe if it was just to me. Um, yeah. But Neil, wherever he's been, is well, I don't, I can't say wherever he's been, but especially at Norwich, has had issues with keepers, if you will. Not issues yeah. as yeah. in falling outs or anything like that, but it's always seemed to have been a, a problem position for him to get sorted. Yeah, it's, I think when he makes his mind up on a keeper, he's sort of freezes them out of the club you know he's forced yeah. them out uh, yeah. it's a bit of a pattern that emerges in but I mean you, we, we obviously trust him and stuff and whatever he wants to do we, we, we sort of back don't we but yeah it, it is one of those with the keepers I think with Neil he does sort of tend to force them out after a bit if he doesn't like them mm. yeah like it happened with Maxwell it seems to be in the middle of happening with Ripley now which, yeah which is an odd one Mm. Yeah, definitely. Well, Ripley's a strange one is with Stockley as well. I mean, Ripley and Stockley are both Neil signings, um, mm. and to say that out of favour with him is an understatement. He, you know, he had Hudson on the bench at the weekend. I know that was to do with having to have a youth <coughs> player on the bench, but Ripley and Stockley can't get anywhere near the, the, the starting eleven, can they? No, and I, I think that that's quite damning as well as Jaden played on Saturday. Um, it says a lot about what Neil thinks about him. That for I think two or three games now, he's not even made the bench. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Really strange. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think can't really say too much against the start of the season. To be honest, it's been good. Yeah, yeah. I think like like um, like Pilks alluded to, it's very difficult as a North End fan to trust the injury situation as a whole. So I mean, yeah. I will I will also. Uh, reserve. Try to reserve my excitement at least. Yeah. Until until the pack starts to separate. But um, well, we've we've that's yeah, one thing we've spoken about quite a bit in on the last couple of episodes. Yeah. That if we can sort of still be in and around that top eight, top ten, when when it starts to break away, because inevitably it will. Um, you know, and still give ourselves a chance of challenging for something, whether it's the top six or the top two, then. I think with the current squad we've got, the manager we've got, I'd, I'd back us to go and do something. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. Another factor you've got to think about as well, obviously, coming after Christmas is the, the transfer window. I mean, if we're if we're clever there and we keep all the key players, I don't 
expect us to sell any key players in January. The, the worry with that will be the summer. But if we strengthen in January, and I know we keep saying it every January, will the will the own about the manager and stuff. I mean, this is the time to do it. And again, that's another thing we say every January. But surely yeah. to God, being there thereabouts in the new year, the injuries haven't struck. You know, go out and do it then and get us the Premier yeah. League. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It doesn't have. That's the thing as well. It doesn't have to be. Um, not a shitload of signings, but it doesn't have to be sort of one or five, two. six, one seven players coming in. Yeah, our strength it's is one or two, two particular ones. Yeah, just yeah. well placed signings. 100%. I mean, for, for me, if if we were if we were saying two signings, for me it'd be a centre forward and a and a goalkeeper. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Well, yeah. this is what I mean. Rudd Rudd and Ripley, we're just making do with, aren't we? Yeah. Needs exactly two positions strengthening goalkeeper with Ripley and all Rudd moving out. Obviously, it's probably going to be Rudd with him being out of contract in the summer. Um, and then you know, I don't know, two or three million on a striker, it's not too much to ask for with the money we've made in no. the past few transfer windows on selling some of our best players. So, Con- considering as well, we, we've, we've agreed what could eventually turn out to be. A record deal for Tom Bayless. Yeah, can't even get in the squad at the minute. Oh. You know, if if you can go out and get a striker or you know a wide player, a centre forward, someone that can come in and just add something at the top end of the pitch. Yeah, go out and spend million, million and a half, two million pound on him. But if it pays off, then it's a small price to pay, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think with Bayless at the moment. They're not rushing him and stuff because obviously he's a young lad, but I think that the, the central midfield area and particularly the sort of central defensive midfield area is one of our strongest uh, departments, if you will. And there's yeah. there's maybe what four or five, if not six, plays that can that can play there. So with Bayless, I think this is going to sort of bide his time, probably gradually ease him in. He'll play some cup games. Or yeah. Whatever, yeah, I think I think he'll get treated a lot like Story did last season. Yeah, I've spoken yeah, to a couple definitely. of pla- couple of people who've been uh, who've voiced concerns about Bayless, and they're like, "Oh, is he good enough?" And I'm I'm not worried about him not being in the team yet at all. It's too, it's too early to say, though, isn't it? Like like yeah. you just said, Bayless, he's he's only like what 19, 20, 21. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly what they'll do with Story, I think. Unless touch wood again, we don't have a ridiculous injury crisis where three or four or five central defensive midfield players get injured, and then he has to get rushed in there. You know. Like story that he, he sort of came into the side because of an injury crisis, didn't he, last season? So yeah, yeah. he did well, but you know, he, if the if the squad was fit, we may not have seen him as much at the back season. Mm. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. I'm mean, I'm writing a piece on the January window at the minute, so that hopefully be out next week or two. Um, but yeah, October started pretty. Uh, Underwhelming, I think, is probably a, a good word mm. to describe. Start of the month with Borough away. Um, yeah. For me, on paper, it was a bit like the Millwall one. I think, in my opinion, it should have been three points, considering they weren't playing well at that moment in time. I, to be honest, I don't think they are now. Um, manager was under pressure. They pl- We played them on the back of a 4-1 spanking that they got from uh, Wednesday. But... We were pretty shit, to be fair, on the night, and we were lucky to come away with a draw. So mm. it's one of them. Yeah, I was happy with the point after how we played. 
but it was just um it like we I think we mentioned at the time that it was a little bit like last season where we seemed to we seemed to be scraping by but we handed the opposition a stupid way back into the game and then yeah. never, like got ourselves back yeah yeah yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, it's going off what Jake and you know and you as well, Dan said. There. I mean, it's an ideal, when we played, and it was an ideal time to play them, wasn't it? The manager was under pressure. They come off the back of a couple of bad, uh, uh, you know, got beat a couple of times. But the way the game went, we soaked up some massive periods of pressure and stuff. Yeah, yeah we, were, we were probably lucky to get out of there with a draw. But you know, I mean, the the goal itself, I'd say we were probably there. probably unlucky to concede. Mm. Yeah, it was a little bit fortunate, but ours was a little bit fortunate as well, wasn't it? You could say True. so. It's sort of yeah, swings yeah. around about evens itself, out, yeah. doesn't it? I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, there's worse ways to start of the month. Mm. I mean, um, it's probably uh, probably the only thing Rafty's done visibly wrong. Covering for Hughes was was being beaten so easily for Borough's equaliser. Yeah. I, th- yeah. uh, I think the Swansea one as well earlier on, but yeah, maybe. But, but I yeah, mean, if, just... if, if that doesn't happen, we scrape a one-nil win and all's, all's forgiven. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was vital we put it right in the next game, and that's that's what it led to. Well, yeah, I mean, coming after that next game was an international break, so yeah. it was like you said, Dan. It was one of them that you you know that with that round the corner, you want to be getting at least a positive performance and some kind of result under your belt. And looking back, I think we couldn't really have asked for a better opposition in Barnsley. No. Because um, it was again, literally it was, against the boys, wasn't it? Yeah, again, it was the perfect time to play a team, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, It was. It was madness against Barnsley. I mean, I remember going underneath at half-time on the town end and speaking to the same, you know, everyone was saying the same Mark chances Preston missed in the first half and that game was ridiculous. He should have been three or four nil up at half time. Yeah, I mean yeah. the keeper yeah. pulled off a couple of decent saves, but I mean it was it was ridiculous and everyone was just saying, you know, can't miss that many chances in the first half. I wouldn't even say that he made that many good saves. I think Maguire's two clear cut chances. <laughs> yeah, he, that's he, what he I mean. puts he puts him three or four inches somewhere else and they go in. Yeah, yeah that's he, what I mean. He hit he hit the were, target in that he hit the keeper bang on every time. Yeah, it was sort of a, just a, a reaction save, wasn't it, from the keeper? It's straight yeah. at him, but he's yeah. still he's done well to turn it around the post, not into the bottom corner, I guess. But yeah, the amount of chances we missed in that first half, thought it was going to come back and bite us, but we just we just went through the gears, didn't we, in the second half and absolutely blew them away. They were terrible as well, to be fair. Yeah, yeah I think they were lucky to get, to get that equaliser, to be honest. It was some pretty pants defending from the corner. Um, <laughs> And yeah, we were probably quite unfortunate to be going in uh, level at half time. But at half time, I was thinking it's pretty, pretty very similar vein to Middlesbrough in that we weren't really at our best and we'd given a poor side away back into the game. Yeah. I think yeah. Neil's Neil's half time talk probably even I'd go so far as to predict that he would have said, "Don't let this be another drop two points." If you know what I mean. Mm. Uh, we seem to come out second half. Fresh vigour, as Pilk said, we run, went through the gears and ran away with it. Yeah, I mean it's 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 come a bit of a thing in the in the past. What sticks in my mind, Dave, obviously 
we 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 step our game up and play extremely well against the bigger teams. And if you you know the, the lower teams, if you will, I know it's a bit of a stupid thing to say, but your Barnsleys, etc. Yeah. We normally get into a bit of a dogfight with them at deep there and struggle against them. But like I say, in the second half, it wasn't the case. It slipped through the gears and absolutely blew them away. But like I say, they were, they were terrible barns. They just crumbled in as soon as the floodgates opened. So yeah. They got blew away. And the manager got blown away after as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Probably not the best choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> Con- yeah, considering how the Borough game went, with an international break coming up, you couldn't have really asked for much more than a five-one win at home. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm, oh, yeah. Bumped into John Parkin after the game, walking across the uh, car park. And I oh, know, yeah. I remember park. seeing something on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I, I just, you know, obviously just had this quick picture of him, but I said to him, uh, I said, John, I said, what do you think of that? Then, obviously, I don't know how badly you're allowed to swear on on the podcast, but he weren't happy with Barnsley's performance. Put it that way. He was effing and blinding about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think. Before we go into the the rest of it, we'll call that um, part one, boys. Alright, cool. No Alright, I'll see you in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of the From the Finney podcast. In this part of the pod, we're going to talk about the defeat away to Reading, the midweek draw at home to Leeds, and of course, the comeback win against Blackburn Rovers. Um, yeah, we'll get the shit bit out of the way first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not good, is it, Reading away recently? No. no I think is it really. three or four times we've gone away now and never won? Four out of the last five we've lost at Reading. Yeah, Coming a bit of a, a, a horrendous place for us to go to, isn't it? I went um, first game of the season about what was it three or four years ago when we had Garner and Beckford up front. Yeah. Um, first game of the season, we had seventeen percent possession, no shots on target, and got beat one 0 So yeah, it's I don't want to go ever again after that. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Put me on. Yeah, it's a long way to go as well, isn't it? Really, once you get there, Berkshire. Yeah, exactly. It's horrible. I think this one, this one in particular, though, we're just. I'm tempted to call it a write-off. It was, it was just out of character, really bad performance. And but we were we were looking like we were heading to heading to a nil-nil draw. Yeah, it, but it would have been an undeserved nil-nil draw. It was a loss we fully deserved. It's just a question of when the goal came. It's just unfortunate it was the, with the last kick of the fucking game. But. And the way it came about as well. Yeah. Mr. Shithouse himself. Yeah, just about to say what Dan said there. I mean, he's saying we were nearly going to get a point out of it, but from you know what I've seen and heard, we were absolutely not deserving of anything. So you know, yeah. one of them. Yeah, move on, get it out of the way. It's gone. Yeah. What I think, what I think worried me in the aftermath was I'm just because I've been a North End fan for the 15 years that I've been capable of following football, and for all that time, it's just been. Usually, after a performance like that, it tends to affect us for the next four or five games. Yeah. In some way, so I thought, oh, here we go. I picture, I pictured that gif of the wheels coming off a wagon. I thought, oh no, but um, don't seem to have let it get us down. No, I don't think we have. Um, but I think we've shown this season 
quite a few. Well, Mall, um, Swansea away. Obviously, Reading. We've shown that we're capable of bouncing back from results like that, and yeah, and getting something from the from the next games. Well, no, uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the the championship is one of those leagues, isn't it? You can you can be expected to go away to a place and pick up all three points. You'll get turned over. Well, um, um, was it Birmingham well, earlier on in the season? They played, I think, Brentford. And they won one nil. It was a header from outside the box that ended up going in, and I think they had one of the lowest uh, XGs of the season, and yeah. ended up winning one nil. Mm. Well, yeah, exactly. It's, it's like we say, it's, 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 you're going to have these mad results, aren't you, in the championship? Yeah. If you can come back the next game and carry on on your run that you were on before that anomaly of a result, I guess. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think it's safe to say red in a ways. A bit of a, a bit of a bogey game for us now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Unless we're out of the league next year, I suspect it'll be a shit away following there next year. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think players and the manager, I think, came out in the press after that and have said it's good that we've got a game pretty much straight after to turn it around, if you will. Um, and obviously that came in. Not the easiest of tasks on paper, but again, footy's not played on paper. Um, when Leeds came to Deepdale, and I think first half, yeah, yeah, I think I think we matched them. I would say just. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I know you, we've come on here just to talk about North End, but I think we need to spend a minute or two talking about Leeds. I mean, to watch live, I thought they were absolutely unbelievable. They, they, they press you so high up. Yeah. I mean, our centre-halves had the ball on the edge of the 18-yard box, straight from the, the keeper, and they were under pressure within seconds. They couldn't even yeah. turn out and pass into the midfield. They were just constantly for the, for the game, just being pressed. And um, yeah. No, they were brilliant. They were really, really good to watch. Even though, again, going back to like we said about the uh, the Reading game, where arguably we didn't deserve anything from it, I think the Leeds game they would have if if don't get me wrong, if we'd have won, it'd have been absolutely buzzing. But I think on the balance of play, a draw was probably a fair result. Yeah, I think so. so. As sickening yeah. as it was, um, you know, take nothing away from. Eddie and Ketia because it was a brilliant, brilliant finish with that header. Um, I think was it Bamford missed one earlier on in the second half where he had a shot that ended up going out for a throw-in. Where, yeah. well, yeah, he, he missed. I think it was Bamford. He had two, two, three headers in the first half in front of the town, and Johnny should have scored. So yeah. they could have been out of sight by half time, maybe. But um, I don't know. It's just the chances they had. We we had some good chances as well. The one that sticks in my memory was when was it. Um, Brown's free kick. I think Maguire flicks it on. It's literally about an inch away from the back post. I mean, yeah. we we had a couple of good chances, but yeah, I mean, can maybe say we were we were good for a point. Others might say we were we were lucky for a point with how many chances Leeds missed. But yeah, it's one of those. Good. I mean, obviously, any point against Leeds is a good good point. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think with it coming so late on, like what was it, eighty sixth, eighty seventh minute, yeah. something like that. Seventh, I think. Yeah. Ago, yeah. It just yeah. felt a bit like a kick in the balls, uh, especially especially after Reading at the weekend. Mm. It was a little bit um, 
a little bit of a kick in the teeth, but I suppose I'd have definitely taken it before the game. Yeah, absolutely. Against Leeds. Yeah. Um, I think on paper as well, you'd have probably flipped them to results around. Yeah. Attacking them quite happily. Yeah. Um, you know, you'd have probably looked at that and thought a draw or a win at Reading and then beat by Leeds. But yeah, it is what it is. I'm not, not complaining. Yeah, I mean the um, when when they equalised, last three or four minutes of normal time, and then whatever was added on three or four minutes. So you're looking at you know six, seven, eight minutes. We were we were massively under the cosh, weren't we? They, they were just you know flow after flow of leads attack, and it were um, all hands on deck, weren't it, to get through to the uh, full time whistle then? Yeah, well, apart from as you mentioned that chance that Maguire, yeah, I, I yeah. think should have done better with. Um, it's what it's one of those that I mean it happens quite quickly. You just think if only he'd thrown just thrown any part of his body at it. But... Yeah, I suppose yeah, it's, it's easier like, said than done, isn't it? When you're watching it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you say, it's it Brown's free kick was it without much pace. You're just trying to help it on into the far corner, aren't you? Which I think yeah. he did get a little glance on it, but he's just not got quite enough on it to steer yeah. it into the corner. But yeah, it's one of it's a it's case of milliseconds reaction time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um. Yeah, and then obviously, I don't think things could have got off to a much worse start on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was the first goal? Was it 22 seconds? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, ridiculous. It was a terrible start, weren't it? Earliest this season. Yeah, it was 2-0 inside for 11 minutes or something. Yeah, I think they scored the second and the 11th minute, didn't they? Yeah, it was all looking uh, gloomy, wasn't it? Uh, just a bit down inside 11 minutes and then that, that thing with Hughes at left centre back I know he's trying to get the balance with a left foot and right foot centre half partnership but you you, you need to be starting story there yeah. centre half in the right position rather than a left back filling in at centre half yeah yeah he, we didn't pay for it did we he looked a bit ropey early on didn't he I think second half he, he got he got into the flow of things a bit more but I think that was in part, well, sorry, I think that was as much down to the performance of the team improving versus him improving well, individually. I don't know. I don't know how much they, they had to do in the second half, really. Hughes and Bow, we, we, we just dominated, didn't we? So I don't mm. think maybe Hughes didn't improve it much in the second half. But we didn't really have much to do. I mean, no, yeah, that's what I mean. Like the, yeah, the performance yeah. of the rest of the team sort of took the pressure off him a little bit. Well, second second half yeah, we were pressing them so much higher. I, Every long ball they seemed to be playing up was obviously aimed at Sam Gallagher, and we put Bauer on him, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, he, not I don't want to keep going on about Hughes because obviously if he chose to play there by the manager, he's going to go out and play there. But I mean, yeah, just he just looks positionally, particularly in the first half, he just looks out of position every time Rovers were coming forward he just wasn't yeah. in the right place at the right time he was just I noticed a like few times in the first half as well that he was he was pushing on almost as if he was playing as a full back yeah, yeah. it's like he forgot yeah. a couple of times Which... yeah well that's probably led to him being dragged out of position like I yeah. say but we don't need to go on too much about it. it. Didn't pay for it in the end. If we, if no, we didn't. Me, I think it's worth. on about it. I think it's worth noting as well that the manager, I think, has said afterwards that they were hopeful of Ben Davis playing. So they, I think, they only actually started doing any kind of work with Hughes on the Friday in training. Yeah. Um. 
So, you know, obviously, this is North End. People are going to get, sorry, fans are going to get on players' backs. You know, like, I'm sure people listening to this think we we do it about Stockley and Rudd, but... Me, I'd, I I'd never get on Rudd's back, Jake. Would I do that on Twitter? You don't. <laughs> yeah. No, no, yeah, I know what you mean. No, I don't <laughs> There's got to be a bit of a um, scapegoat every week, but you know it's it's one of yeah, them. Yeah, I think I think it's football. Hughes can be cut a bit of slack. I think for yeah. for the fact that I think if, you play, if you played out of position last minute, yeah, yeah exactly, definitely, definitely. Uh, and you know, in, in his time, what a season and a bit that he's been here, he's he's done reasonably well, probably better than reasonably well at, at fullback. Yeah, I mean. I, I think I mentioned in my piece that I wrote about left backs that Greg Cunningham's uh, about the biggest shoes you could fill in yeah, terms of in, in terms of importance at fullback and Hughes has done superbly since he's come in. We can yeah. begrudge him. We can we can't begrudge him one poor game when he's being played out of position. No, exactly. No, no, definitely. No, I mean, listen. I'm always going to look at Hughes as a bit of a downgrade because obviously Cunningham was one of the best fullbacks I've. I've Seen at North End in all yeah. the time watching them, so yeah. I'm always going to look at Hughes thinking, you know, he, he's not got forward as quick as Cunningham would have done, etc. etc. But mm. he's, he's solid enough, isn't he? He's solid enough, yeah. Isn't he? Defensively, I think him, in fact, I think him and Fisher last season defensively were up there at, at, amongst you know the, the top fullbacks in the league, yeah. Uh, I think Hughes had a ridiculous uh percentage of. Not losing an aerial duel last season. He is just yeah. silly in the air. And yeah, which considering he's he's not overly tall, he's probably he's, just he's five nine, isn't he? I think. Yeah, five ten, five eleven, something like that. He's not massive, um, but he's obviously got a bloody good leap on him. But yeah, I think just going back to Rovers on Saturday, um, I mentioned it in the pod that went out on Monday morning that I think the two standout players for me at half time and obviously there wasn't many to choose from because of how bad we were but I think Fisher and Maguire were the two that could have gone off holding their heads high yeah um I thought Fisher was constantly an outlet on that side getting up and down the pitch um offering something because going forward we looked like we had absolutely nothing um and then Maguire for me was the other one in terms of his, his, not necessarily his tracking and, and going with players, but trying to get us moving and get us moving higher up the pitch, you, you could sense yeah. his frustration almost. I think there was a couple of times I remember him dropping back into midfield, sometimes even dropping back into our half, picking up the ball, turning and, and dragging us almost back up the pitch. Okay. Um, and even though he's not really got the goals so far this season. I think that... He's still been one of our key players. Yeah, it sums his overall play up for me this season. I think overall he's been one of our key players. He's won won something ridiculous, like four of our penalties as well, hasn't he, Maguire? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you say say there, Jake, you came off half-time and you you could only say two people, you know, could hold hold two players, hold hold their heads up high. I mean, I think you've been a generous... Earth is absolutely dross that first half. To be honest, um, I'd to take your word for it because I was watching through my fingers after the second goal. Oh, mate, I, 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 I couldn't draw any positives from that first half performance at uh, all. No, thought we were all an absolute disgrace. But 
it's a changing point I get. One of the changing points I game is Stockley coming on. Is the, yeah. Oh, no, God. absolutely. That's what I mean, though. It's, it's strange, though. It's Neil signing. He can't get anywhere near the squad, but then he came on on Saturday and he, he completely changed the game. So he needs to be he needs to be involved, surely, after that. Well, it was only in the second yeah. half, really, wasn't it? He, the he thing is, yeah. couldn't really drop a bag of cement in the first half. We've, uh, we've covered Stockley a little bit in the same sense you've sort of alluded to there, Pilks, is... Um, I think the phrase you used last week was one swallow does not a summer make, wasn't it, Jake? Mm-hmm. And I think used that a few times. I don't but, think I've ever but, said that as much in my life as I had in that 24 hours. Tell different people about Stockley. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it, we've we've always said that we think we think that there'll be certain situations and certain games that will really suit him. But, yeah. I don't, but I don't think the second half against Rovers will be reason enough just to stick him in the first team for State Chart on the way. Well, I don't know. I just think he offers something different, particularly with Moult being out now. I mean, what we, what who have we got in the squad that's now an out strike? You've, you've got Nuge and Maguire, and maybe Maguire's not classed as an out and out striker anymore because he can be no. used He's, out wide. Yeah, Maguire's been so much better out on the left. Well, exactly. That's what I mean. So going back to the original point that with Moult out injured, the the, the the options you've got up there are, are limited. Aren't yeah. They? So. Um, you know, Stockley offers you that um, aerial threat and, and the strength up there. So he I does. Think he, I, think I think he does have to be in there somewhere. So I, he'll, he'll be in the squad, I've no doubt. But no. I don't. I don't think he's his performance or his second half performance on Saturday. I don't think that justifies him starting the game on no, Sunday. No, no, no. I'm not on about him starting. I'm, I mean, on, on the he has to be on the bench. In oh yeah, weeks, I think he will. Been on the bench. Yeah, will. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, um, well, he, he he has to be involved on Saturday because he just offers 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 something that none of our other current strikers that are fit do. You know what I mean? So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Not, don't disagree with that one bit. But I mean, I think I, I think I think I wrote it in something over the weekend, or maybe I said it on the pod. I can't remember. But the last yeah. time I remember seeing Stockley play like he did in the second half uh, against Rovers was the first game that he played for us after he signed. Was that QPR away? Yeah. Uh, no, it was a home. No, it was at, it was at Deepdale, weren't it? I remember. Uh, I can't remember who we played, but I can't remember who we played. Keeper away was his first goal, wasn't it? Yes, I think it was. Um, but that that game at home, he was he was up and down the pitch. Basically, it was 60, yeah. 70 minutes of what he did on Saturday afternoon for forty five, yeah. and that is probably the last time I remember him doing so well. Yeah. So he's, he's shown on two occasions in nearly twelve months that he can do it. He's just got to be more consistent and not be a stroppy bastard like he's looked like he has been, yeah. especially this season. I mean, yeah, when, when we've talked about his attitudes, uh, for lack of a better word, before, it's been not a question of commitment to the club at all. It's just been he seems to spend so much time moaning about being pushed in the back by defenders, being pulled down. Yeah. If he just got if he just got on with it, because. I mean, we mentioned we mentioned on the pod that we think he just got on with it on Saturday because we had a massive job to do. And yeah, I suspect there's a few choice words at our time. I don't think we'd um, I don't think we'd be criticising him as much. No. Yeah, I mean, I think I think one of the things with players like Stockley, when I say players like Stockley, I mean what they offer you—the sort of strength and the throwing themselves into defenders and trying to win flick-ons and stuff. I think yeah. if they're 
if, if they're not performing and stuff isn't going for them, they do look useless, if you know what I mean. They, they, they don't look like they're offering anything. Yeah. But when they are being effective and they are winning the flick-ons and they are getting in the way of centre-halves and making a nuisance of themselves, they look ultra-effective. So I think one of his problems when he when he's going through quiet spells, he, he, he looks useless, but mm. um, he offers us something that... No oh, yeah, he does. And I, I think really. the other thing in... Stockley's defence, kind of, if you will, maybe a little tiny bit, and I can't believe I've just said that. Um, but <laughs> when when he's played this season, he doesn't seem to have had the support that he had in the second half on Saturday in terms of people getting in close to him and, yeah. and winning, oh, those right. and winning the second balls. I think that comes with chasing the game. Yeah, I think it does. And I think the other thing, again, we mentioned it in the pod on Monday, I think the other thing that helped him on Saturday afternoon was, I don't know if Neil told him to do it, if it was something that he's just taken upon himself to do, but he he sort of peeled off more toward Derek Williams, who was playing left centre-back, who was a lot smaller than him. He's Like Hughes, he was a left-back by trade playing left centre-back because... In the first half, against up against um, Adarabio, he, like I said, for those fifteen minutes, he, he just looked like you just thinking, "What? Why has he brought him on?" I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, Jay, you're not getting away with that pronunciation. Then who, who do you just say then? Say that again. Adarabio. That's how you say it, isn't it? I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm not going to have a go at saying it, but <laughs> I don't know about that, Jay. Well, that's, that's always how I've said it. Um, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to do it in my head now before I embarrass myself and it comes out of my mouth. But I, it's, that's 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 shaky, that Jake. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the stadium announcer absolutely slaughtered it. Yeah, he will have done. He would just guess. Tosin Adar, I can't, man. Adar, yeah. Adar Abayo. I think it is. Toshin Adarabayo. Do you know what? Oli told me a couple of years ago because you know Oli's the biggest Man City fan in the world. He was like, there's, yeah. there's, "There's this lad at Man City we should be we should be looking at." And I looked, I took one look at his name, and I said, "Half of our fans still can't fucking spell Maguire, right?" So, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, um, it, yeah, it's yeah, it's one of them. I and mean, we have to get Oli to pronounce it. He's a he's a City super fan, isn't he? So he'll be able to tell you his uh, date of birth, his mum's maiden name, and how he pronounced their uh, family name as well. <laughs> yeah, where he grew up. Yeah, where he was born. Yeah, he can he can give you a little profile next week as a punishment for not coming on this week. Ah, <laughs> uh, just calling him out on here is enough. Well, it won't be. It won't be. But to, to be honest, asking him to list things he loves about City players will not be a punishment for him at all. No, it won't. Um. Yeah, so I think we've covered Rovers enough there. Um. Before we finish, player of the month. I think got to cover Rovers a little bit again and say Tom Barkay's. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't disagree with Dan, really. You've got to, you've got to go with uh, Barkay, haven't you? But, I mean, what I wanted to touch on before we ended it as well was my player of the, the month uh, season, definitely. I'm not sure about this month in particular, but he's Bauer. I mean, I think he's absolutely... We were screaming out for someone like him, an experienced, you know, centre half to come in and sit next to Davis and, and story. Yeah. Um, he, he slotted in absolutely perfectly, and I think um, you know he's, a, he's one of the first names on the team sheet now. For, yeah. I, for I love him. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Um, you know, he, he looks like he's been in, at the heart of that defence for years as well. He's <clears> so settled and like he's been there for ages, but obviously he's only arrived in the summer. That that that's I think that's one of the the standout things for me about him Bosman is one. that he, yeah. he just looks so settled. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he looks like he's been there for years, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, he's got he's got a young family. He's moved up here from London, so it's not like he's moved around the corner from like Wigan or somewhere like that. Um, and for him to have come in and had the impact that he's had, I think in no small part is our league position a coincidence with him playing. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, oh, can't get my head around him being being a Bosman. I mean, if it, if he was leaving Charlton because of wages, surely you'd, you'd do everything you can and stretch your budget to make someone like him. Stay. He's been he's been unbelievable since he's come in. He's been. Mm, they're a bit of a basket case club, though, aren't they? At the minute, Charlton. Yeah, possibly. But I mean, it's, I don't know. You getting promoted into the championship? Do you risk losing? Well, I the, think the heart uh, of your defence. I think their owners are not really asked. I think he he's uh, quite open enough. about the fact that he wants to sell the club. Mm. All right, fair enough. So that's probably uh, that's, that's the issue then. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not complaining. If you've got anyone else like that, then. Send them definitely, definitely. Uh, but yeah, I think f- for October, I don't think you can look past Barky to be honest. He's scored four in his yeah. last five. He's got yeah. five leagues so far, seven in all competitions, and and he had a bit of a funny start to the season. Obviously, he had his injury, um, which I think he missed maybe what two or three games with that. But even early doors, it, it looked. It looked like the manager was sort of not not betting on, but it, he was more. He, he sorry, he preferred the look of Maguire and Bowden early yeah. doors. Yeah. Uh, obviously, didn't help with Malt's injury and whatnot. But yeah, I think credit to Barky. You know, he's 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 done what he's done this month and. And think, what he's done so far this season, and there's an element, an element of him having played out position as well. Yeah, I think the performance that really solidified him in the team was Stoke. I know he didn't get a goal that game, but the way he chased everything from because we that was the first time we used him as a like lone striker, wasn't it? Mm. And I think that just really confirmed in Alex Neal's mind that he was a player that we could use anywhere across the front four, if you like. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe not can, but um, or number ten, as you like to call it. But um, otherwise, I think he's shown that he's a bit of a utility man in terms of the attack line. So yeah. that sort of made sure that we're trying to fit him in now. Yeah, I mean, I think he can offer, um, like say, he um, can offer something in any position in the front three. But I mean, personally, I prefer him out wide because I just think. Yeah. When he gets the ball at his feet and he knocks it past the fullback, he, he he's beating nine out of ten fullbacks in the championship for pace all day, yeah. every day. He's see, absolutely... see Pearson's goal against Barnsley. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, I just read something online before. I mean, Sheffield United fans are giving uh, Robinson a bit of stick because they're playing him more centrally. I I can't get my head around that. They bought him as they bought him because of how done he's well at Preston and all the joy he's had at Preston is playing. Sort of out wide, cutting in, if you know what I mean. That's where he yeah. scored all his goals. So, 
I don't know. I just think it's best just to, if someone's playing extremely well in a position, keep them in that position. Don't start messing around, around with too with much, it. maybe. I don't, yeah, I don't know. We don't get paid thousands, do we, as, as managers, but, you know, as a, as a <laughs> spectator, you know what I mean? If someone's doing yeah. something well, leave them to do it well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like our, the back part of our front, front four, if you will, like the three in behind the, whoever's playing in the, the centre forward position. We've done pretty well this season with the well, sorry, we have done well this season with DJ in the ten, Maguire on the left, and Barkey on the right. Mm. And yeah. the games where we've not looked as well is when DJ has dropped out of that ten position. And we've tried to fiddle with it. And we've tried to mess with it. And we've yeah. tried to maybe shoehorn Alan Brown in there. Or, I don't know, maybe Maguire in there with Barky on one side and Harrop on the other, or Bowden and Harrop, or whatever it may be. Yeah. And, you know, like you say, Pilks, if if it's going well, just don't don't mess with it. Yeah, I know, I know you've got to experiment now and again in case you have an injury crisis and he's someone to have sort of a second position if you will in case you need to fill in but yeah, yeah. I mean we touch wood we've not really had that this season I don't really like seeing Barkhausen being started as a lone striker because like I keep saying his, his main strength is running at people and he's frightening them with his pace so mm. keep him there and keep him doing what he's doing because like Dan said he's a um, standout player this month and player of the month for, for most fans so just let him do what he does best and keep playing out wide Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I think unless you two have got anything else, we can we can call that a podcast, boys. All yeah. right, yeah, no worries. Good. Yeah, so thanks for listening to episode twenty of the From the Finney podcast. Um, as we say, pretty much at the end of every pod, we're widely available on all different streaming platforms. So you can find us, follow us, subscribe to us on, on whichever one you use. Um, if you can't find us, tweet us and let us know. Uh, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just search for From The Finney. You should find us, follow us and say hello. Um, if you like what Pilks had to say, you can give him a follow on Twitter. Just search for at Pilks1990 and give him a, a little follow. Whether he, whether he accepts you or not is another one. I don't know, I'm not too sure, not too sure. <laughs> um, yeah, if you fancy coming on the pod next month to talk about November, then just slide into our DMs on Twitter and we can work something out. Uh, yeah, cheers boys, thanks thanks for that, much That's appreciated. Right. Cheers, Dan. That's going on, Pilks. Cheers, no worries, thanks for having me. Yeah, cheers boys.